Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we're studying the book of Acts, chapter 24. Here's Pastor Ryan. It's so beautiful. It's only the Lord can do it. But Jesus said in Matthew 7, um, verse 21 through 23, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you, Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. That's heavy. Because a person who casts out a demon in Jesus' name, a person who, who, who preaches in Jesus' name, might come under the false conclusion that they are right with God because they have done things in Jesus' name. And God blessed that in his own name. He blessed that. So they come to the wrong conclusion that they, might, they must be right with him. But those things don't make you right with God. What makes us right with God is that we do his will and that we do not practice lawlessness. That's what he says in that verse. He who does my will, that's who. He who doesn't practice lawlessness. Love God with everything you, you have. Having accurate knowledge, Felix you know, doesn't get you in. It's not enough. You must put your trust in Jesus. But it says here that he had the knowledge of the way. And then he adjourned the proceedings and everyone, I'm sure, dispersed. And Paul was blessed to be able to have a, a nice, uh, nice visits from friends and some liberty. So he was being blessed. He may have been in chains, but God took care of him even in chains, right? He had the in the county jail, they would call them the trustees. The, he had the trustees come and bring them goodies. But in our case, it would be disciples and friends. Luke was with him at this time. Verse 24, And after some days, when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and uh, heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And so... We see him saying at the first that he was going to wait for uh, Lysias, the commander, to come before he would hear Paul's case. But him and his wife, Drusilla, they send for Paul on their own. They're not waiting for his trial. They, they send for him on their own. And no doubt they had a curiosity to learn more about the faith. No doubt. I, I don't doubt it at all. I believe that there are many people today who are attracted to aspects of the Christian faith and would desire to hear more about certain aspects of the Christian faith. Right? I mean, who wouldn't want, you know, a, a, a faith that a Savior who takes away your sins and gives you eternal life in heaven? Who wouldn't want that? And many people say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm curious and I'm interested to learn about Christianity who wouldn't want to be loved by God who is their father and creator these are aspects that that are attractive to the world who wouldn't want a savior in these dark times many many do and that's why we 
preach? Who wouldn't want to be a part of a family of folks? But those aren't the reasons why we come to Jesus. We come to Jesus to save us from our sins, our rottenness. That's why we come to him. Because we know deep down in our soul that we're empty and nothing in this world can fulfill our hearts, our soul. But so many people are just curious for the things that God can do for them as far as fixing their life without any true desire to surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. And that is what the gospel message declares. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Put your trust in the Lord. That is the message. Repentance and put your trust in the Lord. Drusilla, his wife, it says here that she was Jewish. She was the daughter of Herod Agrippa I. She's a Herod, guys. We know the Herod family, notorious. Remember Herod the Great who killed the babies when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, the baby boys? So she's part of that whole system. Drusilla is the daughter of Agrippa, the, Herod Agrippa I, and he was the Herod who killed John the Beloved's brother, James. Killed him. He is the Herod who also imprisoned Peter. So that's her father. So, so yeah, Felix has more accurate information concerning Christianity. His wife is connected, and he was the governor of Judea. And all of this started in Galilee and Judea and all that area. So, so yeah, he has this, but still they're curious. They're curious, and so they call up Paul. And it says here that they sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Jesus in Christ. How, how blessed do you think Paul was when he received that audience? I just want to hear what you have to say about faith in Jesus Christ. I'm sure Paul was blown away. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. And I pray we all are praying to God, give me an opportunity to share my faith in you with Whoever will listen to me. I pray for divine appointments. Oh Lord, please, please, you know, get me connected with people. I want to share my faith. I want to share about you. And so Paul, it says here that he reasoned with them, verse 25, about righteousness, about self-control, and the judgment to come. Paul reasoned to them about righteousness. That's, that's the first thing listen, listed here. He talks to them about righteousness. Like what, what does it mean to live right before God? Right? That's part of our, our commission to share the gospel and to let the world know what is right living before God. We know it because the Bible teaches us. It lists it time and time again what it means to live right before the Lord, to walk in the spirit and to not fulfill the desires of the flesh. And there's lists upon lists upon lists. And so here he's speaking of Felix, which was a terror. He was a terrible man. The historians say Felix was dirty and he had a lot of dirt on his hands, a lot of sin. He was a cruel ruler. He was greedy and lustful. Drusilla was his third wife. And in order to marry her, he destroyed another marriage. So he had dirt on his hands. And, and, and so here, 
Paul is speaking to him about righteous living. To the governor. Lord, send somebody to our governor about righteous living. That it ain't about slick hair and looking handsome. It's about truth. And he just came up with another making abortion easier law. But Paul says it, and there'll be a time when you will have to say the right thing to your friends or loved ones. Just like Paul, knowing that the person you're meeting with has dirt. Knowing that you serve a God and, love, and you love a God and that God loves you who came to die for sinners. And you have what they need. Ezekiel 3, verse 18 through 19. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, that same wicked man shall die in his inequity, but his blood, I will require it at your hand. So if you have the opportunity and you know, man, so-and-so, they just want to be around me and, uh, for some reason. Yeah, they want to be around you because God's hooking up a divine appointment right there and then. Are you ready to tell them to change? Oh, but they won't be my friend no more. That's a divine appointment and a test from God whether you'll love him enough to speak the truth to your friend, to your loved one. Yeah, that ain't right. No, that ain't cute. That's sin. Repent. Give your life to the Lord. I love you. Let's go eat. <laughs> It's a wonderful thing about our God. No matter how much dirt, no matter how much sin, no matter how much wickedness. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And all means all, all of it. Every filthy, nasty, dirty thought and action and, and word, all of it, he cleanses it. He cleanses us. All we have to do is cry out. Lord, forgive me. Lord, change me. And so you can just imagine what he said to them. Hmm, let's see. Right living. Let's talk about this, Felix. Drusilla. Wow. It's almost like the bigger the sinner, the funner it becomes to share. I'm sorry. I don't know why God uses us, but he does. Um, Ephesians 5, 1, 7. These are some of the things Paul would write concerning right living. Ephesians 5, verses 1 through 7. Write it down uh, and then check it out later. It says, therefore be imitators of God as dear children. To, to live right is just to imitate Jesus. You know? Wives, you can tell your husbands, you do not remind me of Jesus. <laughs> you are not behaving like our Lord. And husbands can say, I don't see you respecting me like Jesus tells you to. <laughs> Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Like little children. That's how. Little children follow the leader, you know. And so we follow our Lord. That's right living. And walk in love. That's right living. As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication, here's what not to do. Right living is don't do these things. But fornication, which is sex outside of marriage, and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for the saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, 
right? No filthy language, right? Which are not fitting, but rather giving thanks. This is right living. For this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, or perverse person, or homosexuals is really what it, what it means here, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers of them. Right? There's plenty of lists. God teaches us how to live right. Same chapter, Ephesians 5.15. See then that you walk circumspectfully. Not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. That's right living. That is right living. And we forget what right living is, so we, we, we go to the Word and we're reminded of it, right? The Holy Spirit pricks our heart and says, read your Word. Be reminded what's right and what is wrong. He also spoke to them about self-control. And I shared with you that it's been historically documented that the guy was lustful. He was terrible. He had no self-control. Oh God, give us self-control. Discipline in all the areas of our life that we need to be disciplined in. I'm 46 now. And I've been walking with the Lord for 22 years. And I grew up without a father. And I grew up without loving structure. And what attracts me to God is his fathering love towards us and how he directs us and teaches us about self-control and temperance and, and, and he teaches us not to have bad tempers. He's still teaching some of you guys, right? <laughs> I mean, there's just so much to learn, but like a lot of it comes under the banner of self-control, right? Have control of yourself. I know, Pastor, but it's hard. It's hard for me too. It's hard. We are our own worst enemies. But through Christ, we can do all things who strengthens us. In uh, Philippians 2, verse 13, it says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. He not only commands us to do it, he doesn't just will that we do good and have self-control. But then he also performs it through us. He gives us the strength to do it. And, and I was telling Mauricio on our way here today, because he picked me up, because my car's still in the shop. I said, man, Mauricio, you ever trip out how God, you know, got a couple of guys who weren't good in school and uh, to like serve in his church and to actually teach? Isn't that phenomenal? He would choose us, Mauricio. And we just laughed and celebrated. You know, it's almost like the, the loonies are, are running the asylum. <laughs> he, gets, he gets, okay, let's get the kids from the continuation school. Let's redeem them, clean them up, use them to teach my people so that everybody goes, I don't know, I, it must be God. 
<laughs> and he teaches us self-control. We're the ones who used to swing from the chandeliers. Now we're saying, control yourselves. <laughs> Act like adults, you know? It's crazy to me, you know? I see my kids running crazy and I go, oh my gosh. That was me. Galatians 5, verse 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, is joy, is peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Oh, if you need self-control, I don't care if it's about dieting. I don't care if it's about uh, being punctual, showing up on time, working harder, whatever, whatever, reading your word, praying, whatever discipline that you're lacking, spend time with the Lord and pray specifically for it. You're going to, it's just, and, and just take one step of faith towards that thing and you'll see power from heaven overcome you. He also spoke, it says here, uh, uh, he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. So now it's almost like, okay, he's got to warn them. He spoke to them about judgment. Like, Felix, if you don't change, you know, you're done. You're done. And maybe the Lord is saying that to someone here today, someone here watching or watching or, or on the radio podcast or whatever. But if you're out there, God loves you. And he is calling all of us to repent. It's not just you being singled out. God loves you. Don't let the devil or your own heart lie to you. He came because he loves you. He loves you. And anyone can put their faith in Jesus Christ. All they have to do is repent and believe in him. Get over yourself. Get over your sins and come to him. And so he spoke to him about judgment. And this book... Throughout it, not only does it speak of the love and the grace and the goodness of God, but the warnings that he is coming back. Jesus died on the cross and gave us victory over sin and death. He did not establish his kingdom on earth, nor will he. He's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. He is going to bring his judgment on this non-believing world, and it's coming soon. And the judgment is real. Psalm 2, verse 12, it says, Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. What a beautiful Old Testament uh, messianic verse concerning Jesus Christ. Psalm 2, verse 12. Kiss the son. Why kiss? It's affection. It's love. Love Jesus. Love the Son. He didn't say go to church. That's part of it. But he didn't say go to church. He said kiss the Son. Come up close and kiss him. Love him. Close. Love him. Lest he be angry and you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. I believe our Lord is smart enough to know who loves him. I believe that our Lord is wise enough to understand what love looks like. Love is affectionate. Love is kind. Love submits. Love believes all things. And, and, and those who come to Jesus in that kind of love, that, that's what heaven's about. It's a place where everybody loves the sun. It's like, you know, can we get any um, 
can we get anybody to kiss the sun? In heaven, there'd be a line for eternity. That's what heaven's about. And the response. Felix was afraid and answered, go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. Meanwhile, he also hoped that money would be given him by Paul, that he might release him. Therefore, he sent for him no more, sent for him more often and conversed with him. But after two years, Porcius Festus succeeded Felix, and Felix, wanting to do the Jews a favor, left Paul bound. So he said those famous words, I'll hear you at a more convenient time. My heart breaks because that's the heart of so many people. And I pray that it's not the heart of anyone in this room. A day is not promised to any of us. We don't know when the Lord is going to call us home. We don't know when, children, we do not know when we will die. Kids, young kids, back there, we do not know. When I lived in El Sereno, I, I witnessed my neighbor's little brother. He was like, you know, six years old, five year old got hit by a car right in front of me and died. I, I literally, in the car kept going. And I came up to him. His name was Kiki Enrique. I remember he had a mark here and a mark here and a mark here and a mark here on his face like, like a cross. You never know. And the thing about young people is it's easy for young people to think they'll live forever. You know, we start getting older, we start, <laughs> it's easier to, to focus on our, you know, eternity. I pray for, and pray for the kids of our church that they would have a heart of understanding that, that, that not a day is promised, not even to them, that they need to be ready and watching and loving Jesus and knowing that he's the most awesome God, the only God, and everything in this world cannot compare he is so awesome and so good. But there are so many saying, a later time, a later time. Today is a day of salvation. Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. James chapter 5, verse 8 through 9. James says, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. Whoa! See that door? Behold, the judge is standing at the door. He's coming. Look at the world around us. Let us share the love of Christ with as many people as will hear us. Let us warn people as the Holy Spirit leads us to warn them. Let us take every opportunity to share when God gives us that opportunity to share. Let us be serious about right living and self-control. Studying the book. This book has the words of life. It has instruction for every single day about every single need that you will have for that day. Spend time with them early. Rise up early with the Lord. Make that your routine. Make that your life. Make it that you can't do anything else or be at good with the world or, or the, nothing's at peace in the world unless I spend my time with the Lord in the morning so that you 
know and are reminded, and I know and I am reminded what right living is. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this morning. May you bless this time now of fellowship. Lord, help our church to be everything you want us to be. May love grow here. May wisdom and joy and goodness flow in this place. Lord, use your people to touch other lives this week. And we just thank you that we have you to help us every single day. Where would we be, Lord? We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 10 a.m. or Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicolet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Chairman, above.